You're listening to Around Comics, a conversation with Rick Remender. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast. Hey there, folks. Christopher Neesman here. We've got a special midweek episode lined up for you today. Rick Remender is a longtime friend of the show and has been on multiple times to talk about uh, all of his projects from uh, from different publishers like uh, Image and Dark Horse and, uh, and DC and, and now Marvel, uh, stuff dating back to uh, Blackheart Billy and uh, Strange Girl, Nightmare, Triple uh, X Zombies, of course, Fear Agent, which is one of my favorite series. Uh, Rick is, is one of the most uh, prolific creators in comics. He's worked as, as an inker, uh, penciler, and, and most of us know him as a writer today. Uh, he he jumps across genres and and is, is really kind of known for uh, for high concept stuff with uh, this uh, fun rebellious attitude. Well, his new project, The Last Days of American Crime, is coming out from Radical Comics, and uh, it's something a little bit different for Rick. It's uh, more of a, a hard boiled crime story, but there is, as we find out in the upcoming interview, a nice Rick Remender twist and uh, uh i guess the thing to do is let rick tell you all about that uh without further ado around comics is happy to present my conversation with rick remender and we are joined by mr rick remender rick how you doing hey chris how you doing i'm good all right uh just uh, just trying to survive the holidays here. And speaking of, uh, happy holidays to you and yours. Yeah, what kind of holidays? Kwanzaa, just say Kwanzaa. Just get it out, right? Uh, what is it? The the Merry Hansa Kwanzaa uh, yeah. Christmas yeah. Why do you festivus? have to war on Christmas, man? Don't you know that <laughs> that Christmas is America and that if you don't like Christmas, you're not American? Well, see, I stopped, you know, I, I, I do the, the happy holidays thing, but you know, a, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wish people a Merry Christmas. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's, a- you know, that's, it's funny because I, I made up my mind up a couple of years ago to, uh, what I do is just say, fuck you. <laughs> happy. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah it's you know you've that. always you've always, you've always been good at uh ingratiating yourself to to people you know uh some uh some of our newer listeners may not uh realize this but we have a disclaimer at the end of the show and uh you, that uh, uh opinions of guests of the show may not necessarily reflect the uh the the opinions of around comics we uh uh behind the scenes we call that the remainder disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> True story. You guys are all oh boy! Frightened. Of- <laughs> you, guys should, you guys should get on a trolley and get behind what I'm saying because I, it's the next. It's the next step. You know, I am human evolution. I'm happening right in front of you. You you always you always say it uh, say it as you mean it and uh, and you never uh, you never dance around stuff and that's one of the things we've always uh, always enjoyed about whenever we talk with you and um, you know it's kind of running down uh, be- before we started the the interview I was I was running down some of the projects that you've worked on since since we first started talking with you which gosh you know rick we've been doing this for almost five years now and and you you were one of our first guests so it's yeah, yeah. We, we've seen you go from 
uh, Strange Girl and Nightmare and Sea of Red, and then of course Fear Agent, and and now you're doing stuff at Marvel, and it's been really a lot of fun to uh, to see your career progress and move along, and and as as a as I was kind of going through all those projects, I mean you've done. Um, like big sci-fi action and, you know, Westerns and comedy and political commentary and horror. And you've done all of these different genres. And there was, there was one I was like, well, you know, he hasn't really done a hard boiled crime book yet. And, uh, well, lo and behold, um, coming out today at the, uh, at your local comic uh, book shop is the last days of American crime. So is it, are, are you just at a point where you just have to cover every genre it's like pokemon for writing right right yeah i gotta 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 have them all Mm -hmm. um i was you know i would i could just sit here and and listen to you tell me about how how interesting (laughs) how awesome you are (laughs) that that was great um yeah you know i i i I have creative add i -hmm. i like uh i like all sorts of stuff and all all kinds of uh all kinds of pulp pulp uh you know pop pulpy goodness I find I am uh, I am uh, always uh, looking for the next thing and, and what's going to keep me interested and um, and then to deconstruct how it's been done in the past and how the you know some pick some a few best examples of it sort of study it and then try to infuse it with uh, something else or you know and bring in some of my own sensibilities uh, and um, and it's it's uh, it's made it very enjoyable for me you know mm-hmm. working on things like you said all over the all over the spectrum like that it keeps things exciting and i never find myself bored uh and i'm also very fortunate that i get to work with artists that are that are stone cold scientific geniuses yeah, yeah you've um, been, you you've had you've had a, a pretty awesome list of guys it's uh, it's nice to see you be able to keep working with tony over at uh, over at marvel with and jerome obviously um but uh tell us about your artist on on last days uh greg tocchini yeah, I, I believe it's pronounced Tokini. To- Tokini, um, okay. Yeah, G- Greg. When um, you know, I think that uh, you know, if I can do some self-aggrandizing here, I know that people love to hear somebody else talk about themselves in grand <laughs> terms and talk about how good things are about them. So I'm going to do that. Um, but to be uh, um, a little self-aggrandizing, one of the reasons that I, I have been fortunate enough to work with with such a slew of, of talented guys is that I myself am an artist mm-hmm. and have an eye for uh, for artists. I've never really spent my time, you know, hoping to go out and find, you know, and, and convince Jim Lee he needs to draw something I write or find <laughs> some big name, you know, previously established artist, because I know for a fact there are so many brilliant, oh, brilliant yeah. artists out there that are just as good that just don't have the same name. And I would much rather find somebody who is... Uh, who is of the same caliber, but doesn't, you know, doesn't have name recognition or value and work with them. And, and I've always done that. And, um, in, in terms of Greg, when I had this opportunity at radical, um, we were going to get, uh, I knew we were going to get, uh, you know, an A-list cover artist in, in Alex Malieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted to find somebody who could match that quality that Alex was going to bring. um, and bring the cinematic feel that the thing needed, and could do all of the art. I liked the idea of finding somebody who was, uh, who was one of the guys who had, you know, basically who had who had studied uh, who had studied the, uh, you know, uh, the, the color end of things as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I had got I had hunted high and low for a few weeks looking for the right guy for this, 
And uh, it wasn't until I was I, I approached Raphael Albuquerque. Um, oh. He and I have been looking for a project mm-hmm. to do together for a long time. And he was booked up, but he said that he had um, um, uh, a couple guys, and Greg was one of them. He sent me a website to Greg uh, to Greg's website, and I dug through it. And Greg had done miscellaneous things at, at DC and Marvel and, and scattered projects here and there. And you could see that you know he was he was amazing, really really super talented. Um, and then looking at his his own personal work on his blog, you could see that he'd never really had an opportunity to let let himself loose and to go nuts on on pages for something that 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 he had been hired work for hire. Um, and so on last days of American crime, part of getting him on the book to me was to also let him have um, you know free reign and time to do what what he's capable of doing on the pages, and he and he and he, and he really has. The guy is the guy is a list. Oh, amazing. It, it's it's a beautiful looking book. What I saw in the in the preview. It's funny you, you said uh, Raphael Albuquerque. I thought you were going to say that he was your first choice for the book. And I've I actually just bought a page of his from the the Will Leaguers from the Superman Batman. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, that would have been weird. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I actually I, I actually did approach Raphael about really? it. Um, really, and and. Uh, he again. He and I have a a, a creator own thing we've been working on together cool. forever. And um, but at the time, anyway, he was too busy, and 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 it worked out great. You know, I, I still hope to work with Raphael at some point in the future on something. Oh, he's but, great. Um, he's fantastic. You know, at this point, yeah, getting to work with Greg on this, and and uh, you know, we, Greg and I are already talking about our next project together. We're having a really great time on the collaboration. You so. know, um, you you mentioned uh, the Alex Maleev cover. And, uh, and, and I've got the, uh, actually picked up the preview in my local comic shop. So radicals gotten behind this. And, and so they, they sent out previews for, uh, for comic shops and, and out to, uh, podcasters and press and all that good stuff. And, uh, the Malieve cover on that is fantastic. I mean, I, yeah. I, I love Alex's sequential stuff, you know, the, the, the daredevil stuff that he did with, with Bendis. But I mean, these covers have like this, you know, updated, but still holding on to that pulpy feel of stuff it, it's it's some really gorgeous gorgeous stuff so um it, it is it's very mm-hmm. inspired by robert mcginnis and a lot mm-hmm. of the old pulp painters and um, it was something that alex and i spoke about when we started this is that was the inspiration and that was sort of tonally and aesthetically what we wanted to go for and and it got him really excited you know and 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 it shows in those in those covers all, you know, all three covers. Each one is 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 equally amazing, and he he really dumped a lot of love into them. So we were really lucky. And then to open it up and see something of an equal caliber in Greg Tokini's work, um, you know, and, and and to get sixty pages full up for five bucks. I mean, it's almost like getting a trade paperback. Um, I, I I'm hoping that you know people will give the thing a shot because it's. Uh, I'm I'm damn proud of the story and Greg's killed it and the art is is sharp and the thing is just a huge package for five American dollars. Well, it, it's interesting for folks um, because it's coming out from from Radical Comics, which uh, is uh, a relatively new publisher. Actually, uh, what uh, best new publisher of two thousand eight? I think they they um, got that distinction. And um, oh. um, it, it, it's a company that has a lot of uh, really um, really well known names and and really high high quality product. I I think that some readers are still kind of getting used to Radical as a name out there. But I was going to ask you, did you approach Radical about doing this project or did they come to you? Um, they had uh, uh, 
Barry had been speaking with a friend of mine, Steve, well, Steve Niles, and, and Niles put us together and, and chatted. And I knew that to do Last Days of American Crime the way I wanted to, um, originally it was something that, um, going way back, Jerome Pena and I had been working together on. Um, and, and I knew that I needed, you know, somebody of that caliber. I knew I needed a publisher to get behind it. I knew I needed, in order to make uh, a crime book work in this industry, you know, it not only needed to just be a, you know, a rock solid, amazing story or the best that I'm capable of, but it needed artwork that blew people's faces off. I, I was really glad when I talked to Barry and, you know, he felt the, the same way about it. Like if you do other genre, you have to make it of such a quality that you you draw those people over and, and blow them, you know, blow them away with it. And so they have to buy it. Or else it just it just withers and dies. Well, well, take um, take this take this as a compliment. I, I read the I read the preview of it, and uh, and right off the bat, it reminded me of Criminal, which you know, that's a that's a big compliment because I think that is that is an outstanding uh, hard boiled uh, uh, crime. But is book. it is it like Criminal because that's the only other crime book you recently read? <sighs> you I mean, know, I love that stuff, and I love Sean yeah. Phillips, and you know, it's a, I like Criminal, but I don't. I mean, and you know, I. Ed's, Ed's a tremendous writer, and I mean that. Yeah, he's one of the guys who's Captain America and Criminal, and, and, and reading Ed's work as he's been progressing, he's one of those guys who, who inspires you to really work harder. But I don't know if my writing style, other than the fact that it's hard-boiled crime stuff, has many, you know, uh, 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 what, did you th- what did you think that the, uh, the similarities well, were? Well, I just, I just think um, tonally, obviously, it's, it is, right, right, right. It, it, in, in tone, it felt like that. Um, uh, Greg's, Greg's art and, and Sean Phillips, you could, you could see, I don't want to say similarities, but, but once again, it's more of just a tone atmosphere um, of the book. Now, there's some stuff that's revealed in, in the interview, in the preview copy that came out. There's a big twist that happens in it and i think that's what well, I, is going to set it apart from from kind of traditional yeah 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 no i mean it, it, criminal is very grounded and yeah. and, and rightfully mm-hmm. so and i know that ed is a lot of reverence for the genre and, and uh, whereas i think that um i'm a bigger fan of of you know sort of twisting twisting reality a little bit and adding a dollop of science fiction onto things and in terms of this i don't you know i think to give away the high concept, which is just that, you know, the, the idea behind the thing is that in, in two weeks, basically the Washington Post reveals, this is in, in the, uh, in the dis- not in the distant future, but a little bit in the future, the, um, the, uh, um, the government is going to be broadcasting a, um, basically a mind control ray out of the radio towers across the country that will inhibit anyone's ability to do anything that they know to be illegal. Hence, uh, you know, sort of, uh, well, ending, ending American crime. Uh, and so the, and, and, and the fun of that being that then you've got this, this two bit grifter who has been planning a heist and now he's only got what he thought he had months and months to plan it and finish it off. Now he's, now he's got a ticking, a ticking clock and he's only got two weeks to complete the thing. Um, so the sci-fi element isn't necessarily the focus of the story, but it does mean that you've got America in chaos. Once the, once the news of this is announced, you've got mass exodus to Mexico and Canada. You've got criminals in the streets going nuts. You've got, you know, two, two kinds of people. You've got people indoors pointing shotguns at the door in fear. And then you've got people rioting in the streets trying to get their yayas out. Exactly. Um, so anytime you're 
on the street it's it's dangerous basically and and i was as, as i'm reading the preview i'm like oh this is rick doing his criminal and then i read and then i read kind of the uh the introduction in the interview which which breaks that down i'm like ah there's rick that's the kind of high concept stuff that that you play around with and the and the little twists and and, and changes that you put on stuff that's kind of become a trademark of of the kind of stuff that you do so um whenever i read that it's like oh, okay that that sounds like something that rick would would do right you, you know. and i and i can't i can't i, re- I recognize at one point that i had done you know, four different books in the, in the, in a period of, of a couple of years and all of them ended up in apocalypse situations or, or, <laughs> you know, the world in chaos or some sort of skewed future, um, between triple X zombies and, and, and the end league and fear agent, um, and, and now this and, 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 and strange girl where the rapture happens, you know, like, um, and I was like, well, I should stop doing that, but it's where my ideas kind of fall to. I like the idea of sort of investigating, the the big what ifs, you know, like, well, what if you did do this? And in case of last days of American crime, it's an idea born in the midst of the Bush administration. And, mm-hmm. and it's a question where I ask myself, well, you know, well, everybody is, uh, everybody is, is gleefully throwing their arms up and, and giving away all their, all their personal liberties for, for this imagined sense of security. And I, I you know, I, 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 I just sort of, uh, I think that I, was watching a Fleischer Superman and there was a mind control ray or something. And I remember thinking, um, you know, if mind control were feasible, would people, you know, and you could turn crime off and turn terrorism off. Would people say, okay, that they'll have their, you know, that they'll have mind, their minds controlled to not break the law. Um, and from there I sort of, I sort of developed the rest of it. Um, yeah, t- 10 years ago, you know, I would have told you, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what my answer right. is now, you know? Right. Yeah, but you know, it, and, and in this case, you get to see the sort of ups and downs of it. And there's a lot of debate throughout the book um, about the pros and cons of this, and uh, obviously, there's a lot of people who like the idea, who like the idea that you know, um, once a law, once a law is made, you know, and you're made aware of that law, you can't break it. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, there's the majority of of, of thinking people are not excited about it. And it's all framed around a heist, which is and, and yeah, yeah, and the great yeah. thing about it is, it, it initially the story was going to be focused in that, and it was going to be about a team of guys who were going to go blow up a broadcast tower, a militia, who were going to go blow up a broadcast tower in their small town, um, so that they would have a pocket of freedom. And there's going to be a lot of that going on, um, but then I sort of I sort of moved away from that, and I liked it that that was sort of that the. The API, the American Peace Initiative, this broadcast was sort of a background more than it was more than it was the focus, and it, and, it, and the heist story became the focus, and and uh, it was it really it, it felt it felt it was rich. It felt like it had it had more dimensions to it, and then as you know, uh, talking to Barry and, and the guys at Radicals, we're moving forward. We're going to be doing anthologies and different last days of American crime series that do take place in different places during these last two weeks. You know, I was just, I was just thinking that is that you, you could do some world building and get different takes on what's going on around the world. So yeah, that, I mean, that opens up a, a huge, a huge world of possibilities to tell other stories in that same time period. Sure. I mean, that's you know, awesome. 300 million Americans, you know, that's <laughs> waiting to find, waiting for a mind control, you know, broadcast to be turned on where they, you know, it'll be impossible to do anything illegal. Yeah. No more, no, you know, no more tax evasion, no, no more poker games, 
no more marijuana, no more masturbating on the bus in front of old people. Um, hey, man, there's, I mean, there's, there's 13,000 police officers in Chicago. That's a lot of people out of work all of a sudden. Right. Well, yeah. and then <laughs> there's a lot of fun. Yeah. And we deal with that, those kind of questions sure. in the book. Sure. Um, well, before we wrap up with uh, last days of American crime, the, is there some is there some Hollywood buzz around the around the book that I had seen on prowling around the internet?s Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avatar's yeah. star Sam Worthington has signed on. Hey, it was uh, we had front page on Variety uh, last week. It was very exciting. That's um, awesome. Yeah, before yeah, yeah. before issue one comes out. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's crazy. I mean, you know, Avatar's got huge buzz, and obviously he's going to. Mm-hmm gangbusters and so having sam sign on to the thing um you know i I, it's it's amazing and the other two actors that they're talking to right now if it comes together the the way it might and now that sam has signed on it 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 inches closer and closer to to doing what it should it's going to be a a a damn amazing movie um which is 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 it's crazy it's crazy to think about um and they've also hired me to write the screenplay so i've been working on that concurrently with the comic Wow, that's um, that's how that I was going to ask you. Is this one where you kind of, you know, because um, you know, we talked to Greg Rucka on the show um, uh, fairly often, and you know, Whiteout was something that you know he just kind of handed over, and and I think that movie was very different from 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 his comic. So I was going to ask how sure. involved you're going to be in actually developing the movie, and I know that you have to do things because what makes a good comic doesn't always make a very good movie so you have to rework the script in certain ways but uh, but you're actually you're actually involved with the with the screenplay huh yeah yeah i'm writing i'm writing the first the first draft and um hopefully yeah i'm you know i'm 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 fingers crossed that, that, that it'll be well enough received that it'll be the 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 draft that's shot from and i'll get to do my own revisions but who knows you know if they they usually do these things in, in a couple few stages and different people are brought in but as of now i'm taking the first crack at it which is a tremendous, you know, it's a tremendous vote of confidence from 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 the production company, you know, people and, and Barry and everybody at Radical, and uh, it, it's crazy. It's it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's wild. And, not, you know, not, not bad for a guy who was animating uh, the the Iron Giant uh, what uh, a decade or so ago. All right. Well, I mean, you know, this was sort of all. It's been a great year, and yeah. it's it's easy to get sort of bogged down with the work aspect of things and and not keep it in mind. But yeah, I mean. It was about ten years ago that I left. I left animation to do these things, to uh, to get these, you know, these ideas out of my head and onto paper, and and make the kind of comics I've made. And I haven't, um, I haven't sacrificed any of the, the you know, what, what I, the integrity of what I wanted to do. So it feels really good when I look back on, on you know, Nightmare and my 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 my, my pile of Fear Agent books mm-hmm. and Strange Girl and Triple X Zombies and, and and Punisher and you know now this and it's been uh, you know Blackheart Billy. I've I've made a lot of books that I'm incredibly proud of that yeah. I think fill uh, you know uh, holes in the industry that nece- didn't necessarily have a lot of uh, a lot of pro- you know new product being developed for. Well, and what I, what I like is that you're not slowing down either. It seems like you're you're really building on some on some on some successes here from the last last couple of years. And and then whenever you do get into some mainstream comics, you're you're not doing just 
the same old conventional comic. Um, before we wrap up, I want to talk about Punisher because there's been uh, plenty of you know little fanboyish debates on on you know internet message boards and that kind of stuff. Some people that absolutely love what you're doing uh, with Frankencastle, and other people that are like, oh my god, what is he doing? To you know, I can't believe he's doing this. And right, uh, right. And so we've had these discussions, you know, amongst friends and on the show that uh, the Punisher is a character that you can go a couple of different ways with. You can go Punisher Max and you can right. uh, do that crazy ultra violent stuff that, you know, obviously Garth did so well and Jason Aaron is doing well. Um, but then you bring Punisher into the 616 and you can either ground him, you know, on street level like Daredevil, or you can do wacky, crazy out there shit and making him a part of the Legion of Monsters is is definitely in the in the crazy out there shit. What possibly crept into your mind to say, you know what, we're gonna take the Punisher, we're gonna turn him into Frankenstein and put him in the Legion of Monsters. Um well you know, going back to what you're saying about how, you know, I think that it still tonally has that same that same hyper violence um, you know, the entire arc that I've done on mm-hmm. the Punisher so far except instead of instead of a grounded noirish crime world like what 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 Jason Aaron is currently doing on Punisher Max Frank Castle is using pim particles to write in on a pizza and once he is consumed by the enemy explodes out of their head um you know it's just a different kind of imagination muscle you got to use for this stuff um which is good because that's what I want to that's what I want to be doing and it's what I enjoy um as I progressed in, in, in the first two stories, Living in Darkness and then Dead End, um, Frank is up against things that, that even with this great armory, even being this, this, this you know, tough-as-nails, crazy, uh, ultra-street soldier, he's up against things that are, that are growing in the Marvel Universe as the Dark Reign was growing. Mm-hmm. And it's always really important to me as a reader that things not, A, be predictable, and B, ring true to the environment and the world that the character lives in. And as Frank has sort of got all this stuff going up against him, it was clear to me that, like, Frank had to die. Like, Frank had to die. He tried to shoot the leader of the, the world, basically, you know. Mm-hmm. Norman is control, control so much, I think it's fair to call him that um, at this point in the Marvel Universe. I think when you, take a, when you try to snipe a guy like that, that guy's coming back at <laughs> yeah, you in a way yeah. when he controls the kind of things that he does where you don't walk away from it. You're, yeah. So... Um, you know, the hood, the hood twists up Frank's soul, resurrects his family, um, and, and Frank immediately puts them back into the grave, which is, is a big deal and plays a big role in the Frankencastle arc. And then Norman and Dawkins come in and, and kill him. And at that point, um, you've got options, you know. You've got, you've got Henry Russo, Jigsaw's kid, who's Frank's, you know, um, straight-edge cyber sensei, and you could try and, like, develop him as a younger hipper, you know, like, the, you know, the punisher of the future, this kid who's not necessarily, like, kicking down doors and barging in, but using different methods. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do a lot of different things. There's a, there's a real life, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a, um, a compound called extracellular matrix, which exists, and what this stuff does is it regrows, it regrows, at this point, um, uh, fingers and things. Um, you can type it into YouTube and watch a video about a guy and his finger was cut off and he used the extracellular matrix and it regrew. So now they've got real technologies being developed that will regrow human finger, you know, limbs. And mm-hmm. I thought in terms of you use a Reed Richards style, you know, technology and regrow Frank, how do you put, you know, do you put it, you get all these, you know, it's, it's just, it's so much fun at that point to think sure. of where you go next. 
And then in conversations with Jason Aaron, uh, Matt Fraction, Tony Moore, as we had tried to develop something earlier, I had come up with this idea that all of the monsters in the Marvel Universe had moved under New York into a, uh, the old Morlock tunnels into a city called Monster Metropolis in order to protect themselves from all these various monster hunters that were out there and that they were being guarded by the Legion of Monsters. And the Legion of Monsters, though we haven't seen very much of them, have always been in the background protecting monsters and, and, and doing things in the shadows. And ultimately that series didn't come together, uh, but I still it, it hooked up this idea. And so I started thinking to myself that, you know, the great thing about the Marvel Universe is that there's, you know, four or five thousand oh, super-powered, yeah. <laughs> magical, cosmic, super-crazy characters bouncing around, and a lot of them are in New York. And if Frank Castle was killed, I, I, I think that logically, and I know that a lot of people will want to argue that, I think logically <laughs> there's going to be somebody who, who can reanimate corpses, because let's face it, motherfuckers be getting reanimated all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Out of 5,000, someone's going to be able to do that. And you know what? It may not be our logic, but it's Marvel Universe logic. So, which, is, yeah. which is fun. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. the mad thinker is out there, and he's been, he's been um, having a tough time getting screwed with by somebody, and he's thinking, well, you know, I'll reanimate Frank Castle, pretty good soldier, and I'll put him to work for mm -hmm. me. Um, so I started traveling down that path, which is, is logical in the Marvel Universe sense, like you said. It really is. And, um, and the, uh, the monster idea sort of came back up to me. And I thought to myself, well, I, had, you know, I, I really liked this idea of all the Kirby and, and, and Englehart and all these uh, Len Wein, all these monsters and supernatural characters hiding under the, in the old Morlock tunnels. Um, and if they're being hunted by monster hunters, they would definitely need Frank. And you've got Doctor Mike, Doctor Michael Morbius, and um, reading Werewolf. what what. Yeah. I mean, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so you've got a you've got Michael, you've got Doctor Morbius, uh, who who is familiar with Frankenstein and knows knows what what went into bringing Frank, the Frankenstein monster back and reanimating him, and it all just kind of clicked. And um, you know, the Frankencastle thing was sort of born of a. I really find it a lot more interesting. In, in the shared universe stuff where it's not predictable. It's not like going through the rogues gallery that yeah. we've seen a million times before. Um, because I don't want to reread regurgitated things. I want to read new and inventive and interesting things that still draw from that same recognizable, um, you know, um, 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 you know, soup of, of characters. Well, um, I figure we should we should wrap things up here. But uh, just want to uh, congratulate you on on a great year. Um, you had a, a an addition to your family. Uh, you're having yep. some fantastic success at, at at Marvel, and it looks like the Last Days of American Crime, which comes out today. So so go and pick that up, folks. Um, it's going to be three issue series. And uh, is there any idea about a trade at some point, or are you guys going to keep this in single issues? Um, there will be a hardcover edition um, next summer, and um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure you know exactly when, but you know that we're, we're going to just do a hardcover, a prestige edition sort of thing. I, I think Greg's work on this warrants it. Um, yeah, and uh, Fear Agent Volume Five also also just came out. I, I, I hope oh, people. Oh, I against I. Yep. Uh, I against I. Yeah, mm -hmm. the trade paperback. We were a little bit behind on that one, but it finally shipped and. Uh, 
Uh, we are well underway. We're about halfway done with the final arc of that. We want to wait until we've got uh, four out of those five issues completely finished before we even solicit because this thing is a firecracker and we want to make sure yep. that it, it ships like clockwork. And so just tell me it, just tell me it's the final arc of volume one because we'll see for ages. It, 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 but it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty definitive. I mean, it's a pretty final story. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not, not to give anything away, but it, it is uh, the initial intention of the story uh, you know, uh, in Hollywood interest and and uh, you know people's love of the book aside, the original the original story was written uh, as such to end the way that it ends here, um, and you know so Tony and I have have talked about it in great lengths about you know the, the, sticking to the integrity of the original story, um, but yeah we we of course love the character so much that we'll be doing what we can to come back to it. All right, and uh, I'd say Fear Agent fans, you should probably read. Punisher, because if uh, you can't read a uh, uh, Fear Agent every month, I, I think that uh, that right now Punisher is a is a is a great medicine for for that because uh, it's the there's, same. It's the, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the same stuff. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the same stuff in the Marvel universe with a different, you know, yeah. a less uh, a less sympathetic character. I think. Yeah, I, I think you can. I think you can throw a Texas belt buckle on Frank Castle right now and 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 have yeah. just as much fun as as you did with uh, with Fear Agent, and uh, it's well, that, it, that means a lot. I mean, yeah. you know. From from working with Jerome and Tony and 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 Tan and you know I mean I, mean, I think between Lee Lowridge, Jerome Pena and, and and Tony Moore every arc has had a fear agent artist or colorist on it yeah <laughs> it has so, so the fear is... agent team have, has definitely been represented well in this new Punisher stuff and I hope yeah I hope there is a crossover appeal I'm always sort of uh, I it seems to me that that that, that uh, the fans of the indie stuff will, will try out a mainstream book, but the mainstream fans, the majority of them, get a little bit of frightened stepping out of their comfort zone. So it also goes the other way. If you're reading Punisher and you haven't read Fear Agent, um, you know I still give you a money back guarantee. You go buy those first couple two three trades, yep. and you don't like them, you come to me at a show, I'll buy them back off you. All right, man. Well, hey, is um, anything else? We got uh, you know, Fear Agent, Last Days of American Crime, Punisher Monthly, Doctor Voodoo. Definitely, we didn't talk about Doctor Voodoo, but but definitely check that out. It's been uh, been a lot of fun. But uh, is that uh, is that all the hot points? It's hard keeping up with you. You always have so much stuff coming out. Yeah, I just basically sit inside and work myself to death. Um, <laughs> I've also got this. We've got the Strange Girl hardcover limited edition slipcase uh, that comes out. I think the second week, third week of January. That collects all four trade paperbacks of Strange Girl with a new printing of the first volume in a, um, 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 a hard, hard case, uh, hard, hard cover slip case. And it comes with a Mike Kaluta poster signed and numbered inside. Oh, wow. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and I think that the, uh, the gigantic trade paperback will ship in February, the final end league trade paperback in, in February as well. So, Couple few other uh, uh, you know crater room things like coming just, to an just, end. Yeah, just had a new printing of Blackheart Billy, right? Uh, yeah, we just yeah. had the new colorized uh, uh, at IDW, and I, I've been I, I love getting email about Blackheart Billy. That's still one of my <laughs> one of my babies. And it, when people <laughs> when people pick it up and see see what happens when Kieran Dwyer and I are let loose, <laughs> which I actually uh, I just uh, finished up reading uh, uh, Sea of Red, the the third volume on that, which is one. That uh, that yeah, I think went under a lot of people's radars, and that why what Karen did uh, breakdowns on that, right? Yep, yeah, Karen yeah. did a lot of a lot, yeah. He and he he did the breakdowns for the first arc and a half, mm-hmm. and and then um, he he and I uh, co-plotted the whole thing. He was uh, basically a co-writer. I mean, we would do story stuff, and then I'd go off and write it. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I tell you what, we could we could sit here and, and chit chat about all of your all your projects all night long. But uh, I know it's been uh, been a long week for you, and you got lots of holiday stuff coming up. And uh, we definitely want to uh, wrap things up and encourage people to go pick up uh, Last Days of American Crime tomorrow. So, man, it is it is always a pleasure talking with you. You know, you are yeah. welcome anytime. And uh, uh, you have you have a great uh, great rest of your holiday, uh, or, or fuck you, as you would say. Or fuck you, yeah. Or fuck, fuck you. you too, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we will we will catch up with you soon. All right. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much. All right, and there you go. My conversation with Rick Remender. One of our favorite guys in the industry. Always fun to talk with Rick. And uh, definitely, whenever you uh, head over to your local comic shop uh, today or later on this week, definitely pick up The Last Days of American Crime. And uh, while you're there, if you haven't if you haven't tried uh, Fear Agent, if you're liking uh, the work that Rick and Tony Moore are doing on Punisher right now, you should definitely go back and check out their work on Fear Agent. It is uh, one of my favorite series, and uh, and I think that you will enjoy it. So uh, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your week. This is the last episode that we'll come out with uh, this year, actually. So uh, have a wonderful Christmas this weekend, and. Uh, uh, a happy and most importantly safe new year's eve and new year's day and uh we'll be back right after uh the the turn of the year with more comic book and comic culture conversation uh do want to let you know that we have the forum at around comics is back up and running we missed you guys and missed uh conversing with people at the forum so you can head over to aroundcomics.com and give us feedback on this and any other episode that we come out with uh you can also find out uh, information on how to follow us on Twitter or leave a uh, voicemail for the show. Uh, you can always email the show at info at aroundcomics.com. Uh, you know, we haven't done interviews, uh, extended interviews like this in quite a while. So uh, uh, give me an email. Shoot me an email at chris at aroundcomics.com. Let me know if you want to hear more uh, creator interviews that are uh, that are just one of uh, one of the crew talking to a creator. And, uh, and we'll release these as little supplemental episodes. It's always good to catch up with some of our favorite people like rick and and do this but uh but let us know what you think about it all right everyone have a fantastic rest of your week and weekend uh, especially uh this christmas weekend coming up we'll be back again right after the first of the year we have to figure out our schedule and and look forward to getting back on a regular schedule here in 2010 in the meantime in between time we'll be everywhere in and around comics Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show, especially recommender, are solely those the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2009, last one of this year. See you in 2010.